Get in, loser. Welcome to Get a Loser. I'm your host, Elizabeth Winchell, the blonde who refuses to act like a blonde. And this is my co-host, Karina Barboza, the brunette that acts like a blonde. That's really true, though. I, I can't deny that. <laughs> you know, how, like with all my DR moments and such, I think it's accurate. Yes, those are like her um, dumb blonde moments, except for she's not blonde. So we have to give her a different name. That's true. That's true. Isn't that good? But that's why we're the dynamic duo, though. It's like we're the yin and yang to each other. Ah, oh, freaking love it. It's perfect. All right. So let's get right into this, Karina. Um, it is your turn to start. You tell right. us what haunted or abandoned place you went to this month. Woo, guys. Well, first of all, I'm really excited about this topic. It's because it's actually, from what I got from my story, it's actually one of my favorite topics that I've done so far. Not to say that I didn't appreciate the first story. The first story will always be in my heart. But this one right here was such a fun thing to research. Yay. You know, what would it be me to tell a story without telling you my song of the moment? And my song of the moment was actually House of Balloons by The Weeknd. And I listened to that on the way there. And I was like, you know, it's a classic. It's good. It's good for spooky season. And so that one was my definite favorite going into it. And so what I did is I actually went to the 25th Street in Ogden, Utah. And that one was actually really cool because what I didn't know about it was that they actually had a service where they gave haunted ghost walks where people would pay around $20 and then they would have a host to go give you a tour around 25th Street. And you will be able to not only learn about the history of the town, but also all the paranormal activity, because it turns out that 25th Street is considered to be one of the most paranormal sites in the United States. No way. It's gorgeous. It's so cool. I know when I went to go visit it, it was just like, wow, I was like transported back into time, but it was almost like a retro futurism. I don't know. I really love that town. And so like 25th Street is very um, kind of like a ghost town, but not a ghost town. It's lively, but it has all those old buildings. And I did hear that Al Al Capone, it's rumored he was afraid of it. That one, we will have to get it too. Yeah. Okay. I'm so excited. But Okay, so I went when I went into this, I decided to go on the haunted ghost walk because I thought it was the absolute perfect opportunity for me to be able to get these tours and to be able to explore. And that mm-hmm. one is really awesome. And so I went into it completely alone, which I don't recommend. Don't, I don't <laughs> recommend you unless you have people with you. But I didn't have the opportunity to have somebody else to come with me. So I was like, okay, I'll just bite the bullet. I just won't go. And th- I'll leave like five minutes before that way there wasn't too much time lag but i went completely alone but it was cool for me to go and eat and then go explore the town for a while and it's absolutely beautiful i just love the way that the city lights look against all of the historic buildings because it really is a historic town and so by the time i went to go get to my haunted walk my host's names was Carl. And Carl was the one that would tell us all about the history. And the more I learned about this town, the more I realized that its history is quite dark. You ready for it? Yes, <laughs> yes. Still all of it. I cannot report on everything that I learned throughout this ghost walk just because we would be here until 1 a.m. because there's so <laughs> many stories. 
but I definitely did highlight some of my favorite ones. And one of them was the Ogden, the Ogden Egyptian Theater. Mm. And so the Ogden Theater was built in 1924, and it was after President Carter found King Tut's tomb. And the reason why that's important is because after they found his tomb, there was a very much an Egyptian craze where they were building hotels and theaters and restaurants and all of that. Every sort of attraction throughout the United States. And there was there was recorded to be around 100 or more of them, hundreds or more of them. But here's the crazy part. The Egyptian theater in Ogden, Utah, is one of the 17 Egyptian theaters open and operating today. Wow. Like in all yeah. of the West? In all of the world. In all, all of the, the world. world. All of the world. Yep. So it's one of the 17. And so to be able to see it up close is actually really cool to knowing that fact. And they also said that they found a time capsule there a few years ago and they found it in the walls. And so what they did is that they actually added more things into the time capsule and they put it back, which That's I thought so was really cool. cool. Mm-hmm. What, what did they find in it? You know what? They didn't tell me. They didn't tell me what they found. I don't know if they wanted to Damn. keep that confidential. But they did tell me that they added more stuff into it and where they put it, it's not going to be found on the blueprints. So you're going to have to go and scour a little bit to get like it. A so, treasure, huh? That's like awesome. a treasure, except you don't have the X in the map. So that one would be really cool, though. I really am curious to see where it's at, though. But you don't want to know what else they found? Yes. They also found purses and bags in the walls around the time. It was maybe like 20 years after it was built. They found purses, bags all these little prized possessions in the walls because it turned out that there was a pickpocketing business that was being ran there. And they found dozens of bags within the walls. And luckily, they were able to locate the owners of the bags. But they, but <laughs> my host literally joked, he was like, they were able to return everything, but accept the money. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that so was really cool. interesting. But now it's time to get into the ghost stories because the main focal point of this ghost tour was really the haunted stories. And one of them was about, there was two ghosts okay. in this particular building. There's two box offices, like the, you know, when you go into the theater and you go towards the top, there's staircases towards the, you know, like those seating areas near yeah, the top yeah. of, what are they called? I, uh, the, the balcony? The balconies. Yeah. yeah. So they call it, there's two balconies and there's one called box A and box B. And so I'm going to talk about Box A. So Box A has a ghost and her name is Allison. So Allison is a young girl that haunts the box and the stairway in the theater. There have been multiple sightings of her throughout the years. And actually, a lot of ghost hunters apparently, allegedly, love Allison. They say that Allison is really sweet and that she's really open to talk to them. And in fact, the most recent encounter was actually in 2020. And an employee said it was one of the night managers. Her name was Fabiola. She was closing the theater for the night, and that's when she reported to have heard crying in the theater. And so she said that she went back into the theater, and she said she saw Allison, and she went to go comfort her. And after she helped Allison feel better, Allison went back up the staircase, and Fabiola went, and she locked the doors and left for the night. And what was interesting is that Fabiola actually still is there. And if you were to go up and ask her, then she will be able to talk to you about her experience, which I thought was like really creepy. I was like, that's like so creepy. But um, now that was box A and that's Allison. Allison's one of the more prominent stories there. But box B just has a gentleman that's in a tuxedo. They don't know whether he was a host or anything like that, but they do notice that he will sometimes show up, but just not as often as Allison. So I thought that was really interesting too. 
And so, so after we went to the Egyptian theater, we immediately walked down the street and the host was telling us about all these different ghost sightings in each building, which completely blew my mind. Like he had a story for each building that, yeah, that they had like reported sightings on. That by that point, we made it to the Ben Loman Hotel. Mm-hmm. And so where another hotspot of a lot of ghost stories are. Mm-hmm. So the reason why they call it the, Bl- the Ben Loman Hotel is because the owners or the people that built it were from Scotland. And that's mm. also, they're from Scotland, which was cool. And then apparently the Eccles, one of the main huge families that were a part of the history of Utah, they would also be a part of the building of the hotel and they would live there. And there's quite a few ghost stories there. And there was one about this wife of one of the investors that lived there. Her name was Maisie and Maisie resides in room 1105. And they said that she passed away peacefully there in her bed, but apparently she never left. (laughs) And that what they report is that she loves lavender perfume. And one of the more frequent stories that they got from her encounters was that they would be go into the elevator. And then what would happen in the elevators that when they would go up, it would stop on the fifth floor and it would open and then it would automatically, they would automatically smell lavender perfume and then would close the door and then it would go straight up to the 11th floor and then the lavender was gone. So that was the one that many people frequently have been reporting on. And then there was another story where there was actually a party being held at one of the major reception halls within the mm-hmm. hotel. Beautiful reception hall. And they actually, they weren't sure whether they were holding a group or a reunion or something like that. But what they did is that they went to go take a group photo. And allegedly, somebody said, somebody yelled out, if you're out there, Maisie, come down and join us. (laughs) And after they took the photo and they went to go procure it and then they sent it out to the families, people were calling and asking who was the woman in the left with the big flowery hat. Is that picture online somewhere? I, you know what? I really want to see this this picture. Like that was one of the more like the recorded stories that came from the hotel. I don't know where the picture okay. is at. Well, though, but you should Google it after, and yeah. the audience for you guys, for sure. we will attach it to an Instagram somewhere if we find it. Of course, we should definitely attach reference photos so you guys can see. Yeah. Because honestly, Twenty Fifth Street is just there's just a lot of mystery to it and i think that you guys being able to see what i'm talking about would be easier for sure yeah and so and then there was another instance at the ben loman hotel the host carl said there was a story of a woman saying that they didn't believe in ghosts at the hotel and when the woman was coming through the door while she was on her spiel about how she didn't believe in any paranormal things they were trying they a big steel bookcase completely just fell on her and they were trying to figure out how the bookcase fell because nobody was near the bookcase except the woman. And what they did is that allegedly they went to go get a medium and the medium told them just to talk to the ghosts, like just to communicate. They were just like, y'all, y'all need to communicate, you know, maybe just tell them like establish boundaries and they just won't bother you anymore. And so that's what they did. All they allegedly they walked into the room and they said, OK, listen we're just here to work. We're here to just finish our job. If you were to let us finish our job, then we'll be fine. And they left the room and they come back and the bookcase is back against the wall again. And so they went and finished their work and then they just went on their way and they didn't have that issue again. 
But then another thing that I also learned was that there was a murder suicide on the top oh. level. Yeah. Which, by the way, the very top floor of the hotel, those are condominiums. So you could actually buy a room there. It's like if you buy a house, like you could actually live yeah. there. No, you could buy it. Like you yeah, could just wow. that would be your residence. Yeah. Could you believe that? That's like, so I was weird. Just like, I would not want to yeah. live in that hotel. <laughs> I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I can't. So apparently this murder suicide happened on that top level. And this story was about newlyweds and they went to go celebrate their honeymoon and they found the hit, the husband drowned his bride in the tub and then he offed himself to, you know, like yeah. why we don't know the motive. We don't know the motive. And so people are saying that they have had instances of the tub running and it just not stopping or the tub running just oh. by itself, which is so, I got so creepy. It's just yeah. so creepy. I was just like, ah! It's so that was around the time that we finished our storytelling of the Ben Lomond Hotel. So after that, <laughs> on a lighter note, <laughs> we're walking down the street and he actually told us about the infamous tunnels. Now, these mm-hmm. tunnels were actually connected to some of the basements, not all of the basements of the building, but some of them. And many of the tunnels were used to engage in a lot of criminal activity. Unfortunately, you guys cannot visit the tunnels anymore because they actually closed them off because they were caving in and it was causing safety concerns for people. But really, those tunnels were a hot spot, especially during the prohibition era when they were transporting alcohol like underneath the tunnels and such. So were the tunnels just under the hotel building or did they run along all of 25th Street and under all those buildings on that street? So they did run under, run under 25th Street, but they only ran under one side of 25th okay. Street. So it was the East Road. So I see, I think if I were to remember, there was a Rooster's restaurant that I saw. Yeah. And that side of the street, that, that was where they reported the tunnels being okay. located. And so, but that those tunnels were recorded to have a lot of criminal activity. And it was actually a part of the entire structure of Ogden. And so now we can actually go into Ogden's history, or I should say Ogden's dark, spooky history. So Ogden back then was the Wild West. I kid you not. I could not believe the things that I was hearing about this town. But basically in 1869, Ogden began to have a boom once the Golden Spike came together. So once all the railroads connected, the the Union Station became a hotspot. And that was what drove a lot population and a lot of traction towards Ogden. I just have a quick but, question. Is that is the Union Station like at the end of this? Like how is the layout on the street? So on the layout of the street. So the Union Station, if you were to come off of the trains, you would automatically be facing the town. The okay. town would literally would literally just walk down the street and everything was there. Like all of the attractions, all of the brothels and bars and everything like that it was all right there which we will also get into okay but i'm gonna tell you about one very infamous figure that actually came out of ogden her name was fanny dawson and fanny dawson i would consider her to be a mobster like she had a business that they actually would call the dawson murder house and it wasn't an official name but it gained that notoriety over the years and this is what would happen. When the trains would come through, she would hire some men to watch for any rich individuals that would enter off the train or exit the train and walk into the town alone. 
And you, even when, but I believe it was Eisenhower, I don't remember whose wife, I believe it was um, Rose, it was Eisenhower's wife, I think. It was one of the first ladies at the time. She actually used to stay at the Ben Lomond Hotel and wow. she would not leave the Ben Lomond Hotel without bodyguards. She would not walk down the street by herself because it was that dangerous. So what Fanny Dawson's men would do is that they would find a rich man walking alone and then they would go take him to the bar and they would get him drunk and then they would take him back to her murder house and they would lure him to her shot and then they would murder them for their money and for their clothes and for their goods. And so they were never to be seen again. This business ran for a decade. So, and Fanny Dawson ran this business for years. Years. It yes. lasted for a decade. Wow. And when did she get caught? Fanny Dawson was caught in 1917. Wow. Mm -hmm. So yes. back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. So they wouldn't shoot them. What were some of the ways they would murder them? Poison them. Sometimes they would like strang like strangulate them, but most of the time it was through poison. Because they, that way, like if you were to do gunshots, you have the risk of ruining their clothing and their clothing is valuable. So they would take everything. Finally, they were caught and sent to prison. But you would think that the criminal activity ended there. There's actually another woman who's even more notorious. Her name was Belle London. There was three different madams that were located in Ogden at the time. She was the most infamous one. She came to Ogden in 1890. And we don't know where she got this money from, but she had enough money where she was able to set up business and buy not only one, not two, but literally entire buildings on the street of 25th Street. Her business connected was connected throughout the entire street. And she would rent the third floor of all these buildings. And if you actually were to go to 25th Street, you would notice that there are different levels to each building. There was a third floor, there was a second floor, and there was the basement. The basement was used for transporting goods, but it was also used to hide just in case of the cops ever come. And then the middle floor was the bars. And keep in mind, this was all during the prohibition era where alcohol wasn't allowed, but yet they would still have bars just right there on the second floor. And then the third floor, those ones were actually the brothels. And, the, and you know what, if you were to go to 25th Street now, if you were to look at the buildings, most of the buildings do not have a third floor anymore. There are some that still have a third floor that's intact, but you'll notice that there will be some gaps at the top of the building. And a lot of them were lost due to fires. And apparently she ran more than, there were around 50 brothels and Belle ran most of them. Like this was her monopoly. Wow, within the that's, like, that's crazy. Wait, so how did they catch on fire? Do you know? Honestly, it was because of the way that it was built. There was poor ventilation systems. And so whenever something caught on fire, it literally just like burned the entire floor down, which is interesting because like it didn't burn down the entire building, but just the third floor. Maybe the like base floors were made out of like brick or something. And then the other was, it was brick. Pops was wood. That's interesting. Was wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. So here's the thing. I had this issue last year my when I decided on my Halloween costume. I dressed up as a saloon girl. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, I had a couple people ask me, so you're dressing up as a prostitute? I actually learned that saloon girls are not prostitutes, okay? The prostitutes, some of them would be saloon girls. <laughs> saloon girls were pretty much, it was pretty much like you got a job at Hooters. That, that was the equivalent of what saloon girls were at the time. It was just a regular job. 
But, you know, a lot of them would work in the bars on the bottom and then the prostitutes would be working on the top. Would the saloon girls be like, oh, if you want more, like, we'll take you upstairs. But then she'd like hand mm-hmm. them off. Okay. Because mm-hmm. Belle ran, she had her own restaurant, but she only ran the third floors. Like other people had their individual restaurants, like, but they just had Belle rent off the top floors of each one. If that makes so sense. Cool. And here's the thing. She would rent these brothels out by the hour. And it was very well known that Belle knew who owed her rent. Like she was on top of everything. Like this was her business. Like she was running it like no other. Like she was a very powerful figure in Ogden. And then apparently they made an alarm system that connected all of the upper floors. So when the cops come, they would all hide. I don't know what the alarm system entailed or how they were able to build it, but that was how they were able to go and hide from the cops when they would go walk down the street. I almost think and it would so, be like bells or something because you could connect like wire or something. Probably bells. The rooms. Yeah. It was probably bells, and which would be funny because that's her name, Bell. And I funny. love that. And apparently what they would do on the 20th day of every month, the Ogden police force would actually walk around the street and they would fine you if you ran a brothel. They would never arrest you. No, they would never like convict you or anything. They would just fine you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just wink, wink, wink. Just letting you know that's anyways. And so because they're like, I like these services <laughs> when I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. So they would come over and like get their monthly check pretty much. And Belle had to pay like at the time she charged $2 an hour. And I don't know what $2 an hour would be equivalent to in today's dollars but she would owe the police force 15 dollars in today's money so if y'all want to convert that for me i'm doing it now i need to know two dollars do um do about 1920 like that's the year as and as she's doing that there were so one of the things that we saw during this tour is that there was one particular building whose building numbers said 278 and a half and 274 and a half. Like it literally specifically said on the address a half, which is weird because they're just like, there's no such thing as a half of a building. The reason why is because it gave people a private entrance to be able to enter the third floor without getting caught. Because when you looked up the staircase, it would look like it would go up a certain building but what the the staircase would do was actually would go to another building which was bell's headquarters and so it was almost like an optical illusion and that's why the numbers were considered to be a half because it wasn't really a building it was more of like a secret entrance to allow people to get in without getting caught so wait this the staircases were on the outside so the staircases were in the inside of the building And you would look up and the staircases will go up and you would think that it would go straight up to their third floor. But actually, once the like once you cannot see past a certain point of the staircase, it actually turns left and it goes to another building. Okay, that's really cool. Also, it's sixty dollars today. So sixty dollars a room. A month sixty dollars a month to okay. each police officer. So, but they would never arrest her. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's awesome. So I thought that was really weird because I've never seen a building that had like a half in the address. Like it literally says on the door number, like 278 and one half. That's like Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Except it's for like freaking prostitution. (laughs) And so that was really interesting to see that. And then what we did is we actually walked down the street even more. 
And Carl stopped us and he said, you know, why don't, why don't everybody just back up a little bit? I want you to look up at this particular building. And he's just like, what do you see when you read that sign? And it said, Belle's Ice Cream Parlor. Her headquarters are still standing today. Can you believe that? No, yeah. that's crazy. It was at the center of 25th Street. And there were all of the, all of the buildings on the side of her headquarters were even. She had equal access to everywhere and including the other side of the street because there are buildings connected to her headquarters. Insane. And so what was it? She ran the street. That's crazy. She ran. She ran. the. She ran the street like (laughs) she was the lady of the streets. (laughs) And what was interesting about this, like the way that her headquarters looked, it had it looks like it had very, um, greek influence like it had on the windows it had a lot of greek architecture it just looked very greek inspired and that was where she ran her business and in fact we actually looked inside of the business and he told us to look underneath one of the tables and he said do you notice anything different about the floor and we looked closer and we noticed that there is a little opening right there and he said that's a trap door right there so whenever the cops would come they would go into the trap door Wait, do you know what building this was on the street? Like what building it is nowadays? That one's gonna. That one's a restaurant. I forgot what particular restaurant it was. You know what they sell? But if, but if you were to go on 25th Street and if you were to look up, her sign is still right there. It's pretty big, actually. It's the one that the restaurant is in, Bell's Ice Cream Parlor, that building. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's also near a bookshop that's like right next door. So Is it Great Harvest? It's near Great Harvest, but not like right next to it. Okay. From what I saw. Okay, well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a little trip. Down a, a little trip there. And no, seriously. I actually, when I was there, I remember like I completely was like, I gasped. I was like, this is crazy. Like they still have her sign up. This is so everything. cool. Yeah, I know, but she was one of the most infamous madams of the entire like street. And she actually was, I believe she left 25th Street to evade the law because at that point they were doing a whole cleanup of the street. And that's why you don't have that issue with the crime anymore. But yeah, once they were doing the cleanup, they completely took her, everybody, including her out. And so that was really cool. Finally, I wanted to talk about one of the most infamous mobsters in history, Al Capone. Yes, 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 yes. So Al Capone loved 25th Street. Like that was his place. That was his place. Really? It was his favorite place to go. He loved the nightlife there. In fact, he stayed at the Ben Loman Hotel quite a bit. Like it was just really his favorite town. And if you actually were to go down, there's actually one building that's right near 25th Street, not 25th Street, the Union Station. And they actually have a room in there called Al Capone's room. And Al Capone would bring him and his buddies to go up there and smoke and play poker. They've been having reports where people still claim that when they walk in that room, they could still smell the cigar smoke, even though nobody's allowed to smoke in buildings anymore. Yeah. Oh, creepy. Okay. Yeah. So I always heard, like, growing up, that he was afraid of the street. Did he say that as a way to, like, oh, I'm not going to be at this place, like, for the police? Or, like, why have why is that rumor going around? He said this, and I quote, he said, this town is too rough for me. And that was what he said about 25th Street. He loved going to 25th Street, but it was rough going there. Like, the crime there was in tense because it was literally ran by gangs the entire time but that is true that rumor is true it he really didn't trust 
25th Street like he would in other towns in the country. So can you believe that? The coolest history. I I'm going there. Like I know. And so we did that entire tour and that was around the last thing that we learned. And then one of what the host told us, he gave us this one piece of advice. He had a friend named Catherine Wyndham, who unfortunately passed away six years ago. And she was a very little lady. She used to be a longtime storyteller, ghost hunter, all of that. And what she would tell her audience at the end of every every storytelling session, he he actually like reenacted it in her voice. He said, well, if you just put your salt in your right hand, make sure you put it in your right hand and throw it over your left shoulder. That is what's going to get rid of spooks. Okay. And if you go home and you set your shoes right by the bed, make sure you set one shoe towards the left and one shoe right next to it towards the right. And that what that does is that it actually confuses the ghosts. They don't know which direction you're going. And so they you will not have spooks coming with you to your bed at night. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how we ended the session. And you know what? I don't think I put the salt in my right hand and threw it over my shoulder, but I did make sure to set my boots in, like the way that they told me. You did it. I love that. Uh, so it was a very rewarding experience and it was a lot of fun. And it was so cool learning about their history. But yeah, that okay. is my story. One of the most paranormal sites in the country. That was an amazing story and I learned so much. <laughs> I've been to 25th Street before and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I actually used to work on it, uh, like work there on 25th Street. Did you actually? Yeah, my dad did too. He had an office building there. And I, like a long time ago, not anymore, but mm-hmm. he remembers the tunnels and like you can still see it boarded up in the basement. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so cool because I didn't know about any of this, but my dad used to tell me ghost stories of the tunnels and everything. And mm-hmm. so I love that story. That was so good. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for mine? Yes. Got all okay. the commentary, girl. Karina, have you heard of the Rio Grande in Salt Lake? Yes, but also no. You should probably enlighten me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here's a true story for you. Now, I didn't see this, but I heard it from one of my roommates. So just imagine yourself outside of this massive train depot that had a heyday back in the 1920s, but now it's just another dusty relic. It's a chilly autumn night, and you're trying to warm yourself up next to a dumpster fire. The crackling of the fire starts to lull you to sleep when a screeching whistle forces you back to reality. You're in the dead of night, so a train shouldn't be running. Stranger still. The train station shut down decades ago. You curiously make your way to the building when that whistle turns into a hysterical scream. Your steps pick up more speed. A side door leads you into the vast darkness. It's the Grand Terminal. You fill around for a light when the door behind you slams shut. A loud whoosh sends you falling onto the track. The next thing you know is a bright light blinding you like a train heading your way. A montage of your death starts playing through your head. Are you all right? A security guard with a flashlight comes your way. You stand up confused. I thought I heard a scream. And so I walked in and I don't know. I, the guard chuckles at your confusion. Glad I'm not the only one that to hear that shit, he says. What? You say. What you heard wasn't a train. It was the purple lady. Dramatic, I know. But you get the picture of how tons of people fill passing the Rio Grande at night. According to a shit ton of articles I read, 
The Rio Grande is the most haunted place in Utah. Maybe it's tied with 2015. <laughs> probably, probably. Pro- probably. The purple lady's still the star of this kind of haunt. Who is this baddie? Tell me about her. <laughs> baddie? <laughs> okay, well, she might be the ghost of Belle London, but I'm, I'm glad you asked, Kari B, my dearest friend. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> okay, so not that long after it opened, there was this woman who, there's like no record of her. Um, but we do know that she was killed on the tracks um, to the train station. And the story goes like that the woman was having a lover's quarrel with her fiance. And it ended up in her, either her or her fiance throwing their engagement ring onto the track. So she, you know, might have regretted this mm-hmm. or she didn't want the ring to get damaged so she desperately like dove in to save the ring and was met with the oncoming train and yeah so (laughs) instantly she was dead now she's an angry ghost that's roaming the depot so numerous reports from guests and staff detail occurrences of lights turning off and on by themselves, doors slamming shut with no one there, objects moving around, all of that. Um, and apparently she's a good singer too, because people have heard. Oh, work. People have heard. Yeah. So maybe she's word. a baddie. Period. Yeah. Period. Baddie. <laughs> <laughs> because people have heard her singing in the bathrooms or allegedly okay but that's her. creepy that is so creepy it's my heart yeah. but i would yeah. simply like pass away right there if i just hear that oh well what's worse is it's not when it's open to the public and so one person will be closing or like a security guard and then they will hear this eerie like echoey singing you know how if you sing in the no. bathroom or talk it just echoes no yeah no i would have just i would have put in my i wouldn't even put in my two weeks i would just walk out <laughs> what i love is these people like still work there so it's just like they're unfazed they're like oh yeah you know i like your singing it's good tonight it's a little better than it usually is <laughs> okay so off to the rio grande my silly goofy self went but when i got there and the entrance was bolted shut and surrounded by five cop cars. So it was an ongoing. What? I walked into an ongoing crime scene. Oh God! Yeah. So oh, that was off to a really great start. And that was um, actually earlier today. So th- this happened. What? Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way that um, you guys. Down my alley of what happens in my life. So maybe, you know, there might be a new ghost haunting the depot after today. Um (laughs) I'm Elizabeth. Oh my god. (laughs) That's way too soon. Y'all, y'all, don't cancel us. I'm sorry. We're sorry. (laughs) We're sorry. (laughs) I like to make jokes I shouldn't sometimes, but it's okay. We can laugh. I don't know yeah, what happens. Really this is ignorance is bliss, I swear. Yeah. And unfortunately for me, I would see neither the purple lady or the um new ghost. So so plan B time. Yep, plan B. Double L. Douglas. <laughs> does that does that sound familiar for Douglas to you? Fort Douglas, yes, it does. It does sound familiar? Okay. Because I mentioned it in the first episode um, when 
Eugene Ballard the building and moved it from Fort Douglas after the war. Do you remember that? I do remember that, okay. actually. Yeah, so Fort Douglas, this is the same area, um, the same military base. Okay. Uh, apparently, it also has a history of hauntedness because that area was made by the federal government back in, like, 1962 to keep a close eye on Mormons, you know, evading taxes, doing polygamy things, all the things Mormons did. Nice. That's that's maybe too far too. It's okay. (laughs) They they you know um, joining. Okay, I'm not gonna make that joke. Never mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Cut the camera. You love me. You love me. I, I love you. Zach, cut that off. <laughs> we, we can't get canceled. Or, or leave it. We'll leave it for okay. bloopers, maybe. Canceled oh, for, good, for good cause. For um, good cause. <gasps> okay, where was I? Oh, okay, so over the set. Karina, get your shit together. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You grabbed it by the, by the handle of the shit. <laughs> what the fuck? The fuck do you mean? I don't know. I told you I'm in a silly, goofy mood. That's true. Okay. So over the centuries, several cases of suicides, desertions, and murders have been reported. So one of those murders was John Jackson, who was shot to death by his private, William Arthur. Yes, you could say there was some murder among the Mormons after all. Okay, that's another one. I'm sorry. Oh, that's another that's enough. Have you seen Have Another you seen one. the Netflix show? With oh, is it the fundamental? It's called Murder Story? Among Mormons. Anyways. Not is it? New? Anyways, um, no, it came out like last year. Anyways, so if you got ghosts haunting place, but the most frequent haunter is one named Clem. It's said that Clem is John Jackson's ghost, and it still roams that museum because they have a military museum there. And the grounds in the cemetery at Fort Douglas. Interestingly enough, the last spirit I found that was said to haunt Fort Douglas is a woman in purple, just like at the really? Rio Grande. Yeah, you're kidding. I'm not kidding. Well, look at that. And also, also something about the woman in purple at the Rio Grande was she was saying goodbye to her husband, like her fiance, going to war. He was going to war, and this is a military oh. museum. Oh, it's kind of a weird connection. You know, what, yeah. Elizabeth about taking a dub, a double L and turning it into a W. There you go. I know. I know. <laughs> double L turning it. That's my last name. Wintle with the there capital go. W. Yeah. Always got the dub. Always. always yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> oh, boy. Why am I talking to you? This is when you flip me off. This is the moment. <laughs> I don't know what you did there. What did you snort? <laughs> it's my it's my, my let me tell her spon- story. I'm not sponsored. This is the Fenty Beauty Invisimat powder. So you're <laughs> snorting makeup powder. I'm not snorting it. It's part of the what? joke. You, have, you look, it has a mirror, right? Do <laughs> you see that? Oh, it's me. <laughs> look at that. Anyways, go ahead. I'm, I'm convinced you're the purple lady at this point. Okay, so I got, I went to the museum today, and there was these two older men that ran the museum that would not shut up. 
literally every old man I've ever met loves talking about war to some degree and they just go on and on. And it always mm-hmm. begins with something like back when I was in Vietnam or Vietnam, I guess is what Vietnam. they might call it. Vietnam. Well, they do like Vietnam, like the ac- Vietnam. little accent, old man. Yeah, you got it. Oh, I see. Um, so both gentlemen gave me a good little rundown of the museum. So do I remember any of it? Not a word. I wasn't there for the mm-hmm. war. I was there for some purple scoop. Period, girl. Period. That's what you're talking about. Purple scoop. Tell me about it. Where was all I got, though? There were a lot of creepy mannequins that looked at you wherever you were in the room. Kind of like a Mona Lisa thing. There was also a lot of cool re- relics from the Civil War and a few of the Mormon wars that were fought. Like they had a, I think they called it the Utah War, where it was like the federal government against the Mormons. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, sadly, the purple lady's presence was nowhere to be found or Clem. I couldn't find him either. And I was sad because how can you miss a big, scruffy man in a Civil War uniform? And, like, I would have seen him. I would If he was there, I would have seen him. Um, even though there were a bunch of other mannequins that looked exactly like that. So maybe you... No, well, so, there you go. So what did I take away from a dead ghost hunt like this one? Well, I learned some new wisdom I can share with the losers at home. When things don't go your way and you need to do better, just settle. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is like when you go. It's like when you go ahead and watch a movie, and then you're just like, "That ending sucks." <laughs> They're like, "They deserve justice. You deserve justice, Elizabeth." I do. <laughs> I needed to see a ghost today, and did I see a ghost today? No, I didn't feel a ghostly presence. I didn't see the lights flicker on and off. I didn't hear ghosts singing, but I'm still daydreaming about it. So maybe if I go to 25th street i'll see one that is on yeah, my maybe. agenda maybe for real and maybe i'll go with you because low-key i want to go talk to this allison chick apparently mm-hmm. she's like well open to talk to people like she's famous so all right maybe we can speak to bell london maybe we can get her oh, business hacks <laughs> some business hacks i i have like six roommates it's technically a brothel so yeah, I, mean, I can start a business. We can market this. Yeah, I know. I mean, get that bag. You mean you seen the college tuition nowadays? It's girl. We gotta. Yeah. We have to pick our own. We we okay. need two dollars an hour in today's money. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Remember <laughs> that. That wraps up this episode. So, what do you have for our next our next topic our next month? Spill it. All right, audience. Are you ready for the next topic? Ready? Insert drum roll. Cheerleaders. 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 That will be our topic for next week. I'm super excited. Already got my idea. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, I will be brainstorming. (laughs) I I did do cheer, but it ended poorly, so. You did cheer? Yeah. When? So I did dance for six years and cheerleading for one. Dang. Surprise. I'm excited. I'm excited. You're going to be revisiting some old memories here. I'm well, I guess my cheerleading was like, I don't, I don't remember. It was like, I did it once in my life or something. Anyways. It's time to get, get out, out loser. loser.